All right, guys, this is like part like two or three, depending on how you look at it. Let me put this light up here. <clears throat> so I think I left off at um, like the beginning of knowing that I was married to a narcissist where I was able to put a lot of things into play. Um, at this point, I had been in some really great therapy. My therapist, man, I'm telling y'all, one in a million, one in a million. She was amazing, is amazing. Still check in terms of time. I wish she had invested, but I didn't say that. That's unethical, by the way. Um, so um, God has put amazing people in my life, but um, the relationships and the friendships and the family that I was isolated from, I now see how much knowledge and insight I could have gained and why the isolation period to a narcissist is very necessary. Like you can't have anybody around you smarter than I am or possibly giving you information that would be counterintuitive to what I'm trying to train you and who I'm trying to train you to be. Um, but anywho, um, I filed for divorce, um, and that's where the text messages started coming in because he was um, out of the home by then, and um, we were going, you know, to court, and the judge had ordered support that he pay a certain amount to maintain the household bills, the, the marital bills, basically, and make sure the children were supported. That is a whole different blog on its own. He didn't like we're, we're he didn't. Okay. He maintained it for a little while until, you know, what narcissists do is they study every way around doing the right thing versus just doing the right thing. Um, and so eventually he did stop doing that. So, you know, I don't want to give him, not give him credit for the months that he did. Um, so, um, I was, I mean, I remember I was working part-time. I was making $24,000 a year as a part-time uh, therapist and divorce mediator, um, very part-time. I had the little baby that I, you know, told you guys about in the last video and two other elementary school kids. It was one in middle school, one in elementary, and then one, a newborn, basically. So um, I wasn't working. Um, he wasn't paying the the bills you know he told me you know basically in short I left I can handle the bills I'm not gonna pay for a house that I'm not living in okay that later became true of I'm not gonna be a father to these children um or pay for them and I'm not with their mother so and that's a real thing that you'll see forced on social media a lot when people are telling their journeys but anyway um uh so I had asked permission to sell the home. I did not want to leave my home. I had been living there 12 or 13 years. Um, it was the only thing that, that was stable, that, that was good for the kids. Um, and, you know, it's like, where, where do you go with three kids? I'm not going to my mother's house, you know. Um, I'm not going to my mother and father's because, like, no. It's just no. Um, 
and you have so much of going through your head as far as this is a major thing changing for your kids. Like this is the one thing that's not going to change for them. But anyway, um, I didn't have money to pay, pay the attorney, the attorney whole another story in itself too. Um, so I had asked to put the home on the market when the judge approved, gave us an assigned realtor. You guys, I literally was questioning by this time it's February or March of 20. It was before the pandemic. So this is January, February of 20. And I filed in November of 19. And um, I'm praying like, Lord, this cannot be the end. I'm calling my pastor. I'm calling my minister friend. Like, please tell me, please tell me. And then when you give this backstory and then you tell you know, the years of silence. I didn't even need to tell all that. People saw it. Um, but there was nothing, you guys, that they could have ever said to me that would have made me leave my marriage. I had to see it for myself. So I am thankful. Though I was pissed off at the world, but there's nothing that they could have done. Um, and I just needed that last bit of confirmation. And I called our pastor and I mean, he was infuriated by what he had heard and Keep you from your family. Ain't no way I did, you know. Um, and he's got daughters. So it's just hard to believe that I was silently um, suffering to some people and to others. They saw it, but they they just, said, I'm going to do what, what we said about what our aunts and uncles and parents do. You just weather the storm and you don't leave. Um. So all that was approved and the judge said that I can sell the house. I didn't have any money. You know, uh, we had, I was on food stamps, children were on stay insurance. Um, and see, this is hitting the narcissist ego, you know. Um, but what I'm not going to do is crumble and knowing now that I have summed up with all this abuse and control um, and bitterness and mind control was about, I, I have to sever all ties. Um, that allows that control. Um, and some people feel like they can't because they need that other person. Well, then you're never going to be on your way to learning how to take care of yourself ever. <clears throat> I wouldn't accept help from anyone. And the thing is, is that if it had to be on the system, so be it. But if I don't learn to do this on my own, I'm never going to have a jump start as far as how to take care of my kids. I had three children um, and pay my bills instead of having this false hope or superficial budget of people being there to help me. I, I, I just didn't, this is how it played in my mind. So if I had a good visionary picture of what my finances looked like with just me pulling it through, I had a baseline. That's what I needed. Um, so the home and me praying, God, this can't be the end, save my marriage and all that. Wasn't even sleeping. I went months um, sleeping four hours a day, um, hours after hours after hours being on the phone, just just falling apart. Like I just, ugh, you know, um, but that's who I was. That that was my, my moment on my knees, you know, um, my rock bottom. It was. Um, and at minimum, all I could do every day was take care of my children. That, that's it. That's it. Um, 
So the judge said that I can go ahead and sell the home. I meet with the realtor. Of course, he has all kind of conflict chaos and arguments with the realtor about the price of the home and things like that. And then um, she's like, I'm, I'm just going to list this house. Like, <laughs> and it, this was the beginning of even the realtor telling me. Like, I'm telling y'all, everybody who's come into my life, they have been like these little people that, this little village that have lived this. And um, she tells me about her first marriage, very similar. Um, and the realtor that we had before, remember the seven months we tried to sell the home? I told her about it. And um, she says my prayers to you. Um, and uh, she expressed a lot of concerns that she saw um, with him while trying to sell our home. Um, but again, this transparency, like people are not going to tell you anything until they like, know, like it's over, you know, um, cause they can't risk you running your mouth to somebody that person's coming after you and they're not coming after you. They come after your family. They're, they're vulgar. They're, they're, they are tirelessly vindictive, you know? So, um, that's why people keep their mouths shut because they saw what I didn't. Um, so new realtor finally lists the home had connected with the old realtors, you know, I'm sorry, I couldn't sell your house in seven months, but I believe in God. And I believe that there are things that happen for a reason. New realtor listed my house sells in a day, one day. That's when I knew God was in control. I did. And I said, I, I, I give it all to you because there is clearly, clearly something about to happen and move in my life that you allowed this. We didn't get that one offer. We had multiple offers when I put that house for a day. That spirit probably moved up out of there and people could actually see the house. But that's neither here nor there. The house sold in a day. So I had to pack up. This beautiful home, only memories that I've known for over a decade, like I said, close to 12, 13 years, and um, moved my kids to an apartment. And lots of chaotic things happening in between with him, the text messages, the anger, the threats. Um, I still believe that he put sugar in my tank. Um, he let air out of my minivan in the driveway. Because we had to shift a lot of things into the garage, so my car had to go on the outside. Um, so my car wasn't working. I had to borrow a friend's car. And he flips out one night, texting the kids, calling my phone. Um, and I'm not going to talk about anything that I don't have receipts to you guys. And uh, asking the kids who's there. I just heard a man's voice. Your mama's got somebody in my home. I mean, it's crazy. Y'all, if y'all know what I've been through, the last thing I was looking for. Never mind. Um, so um, pack up the house. Me and my mom are going around looking for apartments and houses and stuff to rent. And I was just like, I'm going to live in an apartment. I, I need slow and easy. <clears throat> I remember when we walked into the apartment doors, it was um, the day that we were going to move. And and I just looked at him and I said, this is all mine. That big, beautiful home, he made sure I knew every single day that was his house. And I never felt like I had a home. I never felt like I had something of my own. 
Um, so the apartment man, best memory a gal and children could ever have. We had a neighbor that we probably drove crazy, but I don't know what you expect when you're on the second floor. There's three kids and then he was on the bottom. And there were just moments. We used to always have what we called our Friday night dance party. And um, oh yeah, which one of them was here. But like we would we would be like um uh what's something silly like don't throw that away and it'd be like don't throw that away don't throw that away and then we would just get at it and we would just start like and then one of them would be like and we would make like three or four beats and then you know we would just get to go like this was just the energy in that home and and I got to see my children free and the no more walking on eggshells and that was the beginning of them getting to morph into the personality and the life who God created these little beings in this apartment to be. Um, it, it was amazing. And then y'all COVID hit, we had just moved in. We did not have internet. We did not have internet. I'm telling you, nothing by chance, nothing comes by chance. And uh, we had two TVs at the time. So the living room TV, like everybody was always in the living room. And so we had to get the old school antenna and uh, my baby girl called it the clappy show when Will of Fortune would come on and we would watch Will of Fortune every day at 430, you know, um, even when I was working and I would still get home. I remember about four o'clock with her, I'd pick her up early every day. It was just the best. And then we learned we can get the little connectors and put the cell phone to the TV and we binge watch shows and all that. Don't think for one minute he stopped because I mean, the, the antics when he found out where we moved to, he would deliver the kids flowers. I mean, just the lifetime stalkerish behaviors you guys would not imagine. Um, but it was, it was absolutely real. Um, and I documented a few things throughout that process and, um, lots of visits to the police department. It even got so bad that the judge eventually ordered for our drop-offs of the children and pickups of the children to happen at the local police department. It was just that bad. Um, and those are only in high conflict. Like normal people just trade off at the Chick-fil-A. Like we tried that. He showed his behind, but um, anyhow, um, lots of drama with that. But in that apartment, we were happy. We were free and it was bright and um he had this big list of demands of things from the house that he wanted well remember it really wasn't my house so um I gave him the couch the master bedroom stuff I left the things that belonged to the children so that was two beds and um their couch in the bonus room and then the the small table in the kitchen because that night that I told on the other video that night that he threw everything out of the door where he had chopped up my very first desk from 2006 after grad school. Um, I was just crying. Like I am a very nostalgic and very sentimental person. And he knew that. Um, and uh, my daughter's in the back seat crying and she says, don't worry, mama. God is going to get you everything. I had a 10 and a seven-year-old in the car. Anyway. Um, that's a lot of guilt that I hold is how long I kept them exposed to everything that happened in that home. 
you know, um, no matter how much you try to keep it together on the outside, you know, people still saw something. But what we experienced in that house, like there, there is no way that I can even put that in a zip drive or 20 zip drives, drives and explain to you guys the hell, the calamity, the chaos, the tension, the terror, the horror um, that I endured in that house and that, um, that guilt of how long I allowed my children um, to be in that and what they witnessed and how um, clear alienation of one side of the family, which was mine, um, that happened. And they were the very people today who emotionally and financially um, support everything about my children. Um, so anyhow, the apartment was great. COVID hit. Um, we were in such peace. Um, they were going to school intermittently and we just got to be together and, and actually get to know each other. Um, so when people see me and the girls, um, it is an unbreakable bond. And I tell you today, I think it is just his life's attempt to come in between that probably for the rest of his days until he has had his resolve in the hands of God. Um, and ask for forgiveness or lay this all down. Just let this go. Um, I have a thousand percent let it go. Um, but man, I, I every day I am, I am so fulfilled. And when people say, you know, are you lonely or are you wanting to, you know, be remarried? And before I can get to all that, I need to enjoy the season. Man, this season of being alone, it's hard. Don't get me wrong. But I have really, really enjoyed loving myself, getting to know myself and uh, loving on my children and the moments that we get to go and have and that we share. And it's amazing, but there are tough spots in there that makes me extremely, not vulnerable, but emotional. And I have my moments, but I'll call one of my sisters, um, I'll call a good friend and just by knowing the power of vocalizing and getting out um, some of that stress and getting some of that, that fear and tension um, and vocalizing how afraid I am. It is hard parenting and um, I'm going at it alone because there is no co-parenting with a narcissist. It's counter-parenting. No matter what you do, there's no parallel parenting. And we'll, we'll talk about all these terms, no matter what you do. It doesn't exist. Um, I think the the only thing or the only narrow thing, it's like a dog with a bone is how my sister explains it. Um, until he destroys, until he manipulates, until he, it, it is about you. And the fact that you have the nerve to walk out, to leave, you know, I had no choice. And I even explained it to his brother. And I said, if this isn't meant to be, like he is going to take some corrective action. Um, so am I, you know, but all I think that's what's going to happen in this situation, it's going to amplify for everyone or the majority because his family didn't care. It's going to amplify what was happening in this marriage. And it did. And to this day, it continues to happen. But it's how we have grown and how we now respond to it. You know, um, we're just happy. 
you know? So back to the question, am I, do I get lonely? I desire companionship. Um, and that's a whole nother, whatever that, you know, I'm, I'm working on two books. Um, I'm working on this speaking thing and coaching and I have the counseling and wellness center. I got a lot of irons in the fire. Um, so I am fulfilled, you know, um, but there is that one last thing that, that, that I define as success and what I want, um, as a career, got it. Just waiting for the money and the man, and the man ain't coming with the money. Like we're going to meet in the middle. Like I'm out that that's part of my motivation is just, I want to be who I want to meet. I want him stable. I want him happy. I want him financial. I want him supportive I want him emotionally done with all the childhood wounds and like he needs to forgive all of the people that he needs to forgive like I want to be in total marital bliss and I am a wife I am not a girlfriend I am I'm out, out. If, if we're gonna be friends and we're courting I'm a fiance you know I'm, I'm, I'm a I'm a wife you know and I carry myself every day representing who I want to be, you know, that's who I am. And so that's a lot of encouragement that I want to do with women on this channel. Um, we have to be the model of who we want to attract. Everything that we're attracting, if it's still, ugh, or it's still abusive, or it's still wrong, guess what? We have the power all within here, you guys. But not digress. Yes, I seek companionship and marriage and all those things. Um, and it's coming, it's here. Like I feel it, you know? Um, but back to the apartment and loving myself and loving my children, trusting my own decisions. That was half the battle. Learning to trust myself again. And that's that's the other half of the battle is learning to trust you know, allowing a, a, a husband to come into my grip. So um, I journal a lot. Um, I turn it from writing into, um, you know, videos and recording a lot of things. So I have like secretly journaled for three years and never really told parts of my story to anyone. Until I decided to open it up to this little computer screen or several screens um, and really tucked it away until I knew that it was very divine, that I share this in such a way that it is fruitful and that is good and that it is helpful and that it, it is healing. So that's what I hope that this does for you. Um, and I hope that you get lessons along the way that makes you do that inner work. Y'all, it's hard. It hurts. It ain't easy. But man, that other side, woo, you know, it's exciting. Um, but the pain, like you can't, you can't miss it. You can't miss me with all of that. You have to experience. You have to um go through the process and it is painful and people just don't voluntarily sign up for that um but i'm hoping that i have a following that are um consciously and vo uh, volunteering to go on the journey of healing so 
Yeah. That stopped with the apartment. The things of his behavior don't stop. We lived in that apartment for a year and then um, we moved into a home, which is where we're at now. Um, and I remember my brother who comes up in a lot of the recordings and the receipts that I'll show y'all, like he taught, he wears my brother out, boy, I tell you. But my brother, I remember when all this happened, he says, Lola, one thing you don't see is that God is going to give you everything bigger and greater than that. Than you ever had in your past. Bigger home, better car, better life, greater job, more money, um, better relationship with your friends and your family. All that that he told me that day has come to pass. Every bit of it, <clears throat> you know. Um, so my brother is a very, very, very wise man. Um, you know, sometimes we are. Our, our thoughts are our worst enemies and um, we're just we're just in this journey and we've got to learn and we, what we learn we have to apply so that's where we're at it's my daughter's junior year we're preparing for her prom next weekend um, I've had to get all of these things to my podcast producer and this is our hope the last um, of the series of sharing my journey. Next, we will be educating you on narcissistic abuse and specifically we'll be dealing with narcissistic abuse um, with narcissistic personality disorder. I hope you're excited. I'm so excited for this. So subscribe become a fan. I don't know what all goes on with that, but I want this now shared with everyone. Everyone. Bye.